Hello, everyone, and welcome to the M&M podcast. Uh, this is episode 19, which is quite a few. Uh, we're inching towards 20. We're pretty proud of that. We had a little bit of a hiatus uh, during, for many of us on summer holiday, going on annual leave, but we're back. Uh, I'm Michael Gallagher. I'm the program director for the MSc in digital education. I'm a lecturer in digital education, uh, and I'm at Morehouse House School of Education and Sport at the University of Edinburgh. And I'm joined by my colleague, Miles. Hi, I'm I'm Miles Blaney. I'm a, a senior service manager in digital learning applications and media and learning teaching web at the University of Edinburgh. Blah. And I am usually based at Argyle House, but obviously I am based within my spare bedroom at a newly <laughs> purchased IKEA desk, which is Ooh. way too small because my knees barely fit under the thing. Oh my. Yeah. Very nice. yeah, yeah. I should have said I, I'm I'm in the, I'm at my kitchen table where I have been faithfully for the last five and a half months or whatever, whatever it is at this moment. Yeah. And we're joined. We're lucky to be joined by somebody. We, this is our first. It's a first for this podcast. Mm. We're joined by uh, a student slash intern. So yeah. about a few different roles. Yeah. Um, India, could you uh, possibly introduce yourself? I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hi, my name's India Summerside. I am currently a law student at the university and going into my final year and this summer I've also been part um, of an internship with the university and we've been part of the Learn Foundations project which is a project where we are updating the online virtual learning environment for all the students and the course organizers and we're helping make that more accessible and easier to use for everyone. Excellent. Can, Excellent. Can, so are you based in uh, India? Are you based here now? Are you based in physically in the city of Edinburgh right I now? I actually have been, but um, sadly my lease has just ended for summer. So currently I'm back home in Glasgow um, until oh. the academic years begin. And then you'll look for another place? or yeah, you'll, well, yeah. we're currently we're, we're on the flat hunt, which is actually pretty cutthroat um, with trying to find one. But hopefully by the time the academic year begins we'll have a place to stay in edinburgh yeah interesting it's cutthroat because everybody looking at the same time or especially because of covid right now i think um interestingly actually so when um the sort of lockdown hit um all these flats were like made available because students had all like ended their leases and landlords were just like struggling to get any students or anyone into these flats so there were tons tons available and um then um i think just as everyone started to migrate back to edinburgh and like it was like clear that the academic year was going to go ahead and everyone was being invited back to campus um then just like over a day uh just everyone are just like racing in to get flats and now it's just uh it's back to the classic sort of student ways of everyone fighting to just find flats in edinburgh oh my yeah Oh my stressful times! That adds a little bit of stress to an already like stressful situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Little. I mean, luckily this year with um, I guess things being more accessible online, it's not like the end of the world. Uh, say if like we don't uh, quite find a flat now, but um, I hope we do. I do. Yeah, I would love to <laughs> be based in Edinburgh. Interesting. And and India, can I just say? So you just touched on the point there that you're um, doing a student internship in IS. Um, and I know that every year we have um, we, we do the internship. Can I just ask, like, have you enjoyed it? 
Um, yeah, actually, I've um, no, I've really loved it. It's been it's been quite unique for me. I, this is the first time I've done any remote working. I guess the same as everyone else. Um, and it's the first time I've had an internship. And I think doing that online and sort of the I think the beginning of that and everyone being quite nervous and not knowing quite what to do was quite nice and it brought us all together. Um, and at this point, I'm still con- I'm still doing it until the 18th. And um, even though having not met these, my colleagues, the students I'm interning with, we're all actually quite good friends, which is really odd because I've only seen them through my computer. <laughs> the joys. <laughs> It's always the last five and a half months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think, yeah, I mean, it's a good point, though. There could be, like, there's people I've met during this lockdown that I consider pretty good colleagues now. And uh, and I haven't, you're right, I haven't seen them face-to-face, so certainly possible. Mm. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's, uh, I think I've uh, been involved with the service, and I've never met any of that team. That's the the new phys- the physical support and media production service. I've never met any of that team in person. Um, it's just all being on teams. They're teams, yeah, people. That's it. That's it. So yeah, that's, um, it. that's how we do it now. So I think before we proceed, because we've done this in every podcast in the last five months, the stage of lockdown that we're at right now. So um, I think we should say we're in stage. We're in phase three. Phase three, um, which means that um, you can kind of go back to normality but not in big groups the pubs are open um but you've got to book um and the university is opening um and um what they're doing is um they can open as long as they mitigate against uh trying to mitigate against uh spread of coronavirus that means putting in certain regulations in place um uh, to try and you know ensure social distancing where they can do um so Edinburgh is starting to come back to life I think I was out on Friday night in Edinburgh and it was eerie at the beginning and then very busy at night. Um, so yeah. yeah, and I was I was just, we were talking beforehand, I was just on campus and we're starting to see, uh, in particular, the international students starting to, to come with their families and exploring the city and getting situated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're starting to see a lot of students show up and we're we're working with Scottish government advice and guidance, which another announcement's coming out tomorrow. Uh, regarding uh, u- university distancing and these sorts of things. So we're paying very close attention to that. The The trick is that I think it's the household issue. And Miles, you probably know this. And maybe India, you know this better than I do, to be honest with you, because it's just my wife and I, we don't interact with a lot of households, period. So uh, it's just like there's a limitation to the number of households that can, can congregate. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, to me, it's um, there is. But honestly, I... I think the the notes in phase three. I, I was reading through them when, when I said I was going to meet some uh, a friend in Edinburgh on Friday night, and I was panicking about how many households we can meet externally. So uh, of a house outside in, in a beer garden, and I think it's three. But honestly, it changes. It's uh, I you know you can have bubbles, social bubbles of family and things like that. But um, within a twenty four hour period, you'd, I think you're allowed to meet maximum of three different households with a maximum of four people from those households. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of that is coming on to campus with us. I think a lot of that oh, that yeah. kind of level of distancing. So it makes you know, classrooms and these sorts of things very problematic. But yeah, we'll cross that bridge yeah. soon enough. I'm sure. So I think um, so. So India is here, um, and India is a, a correct me wrong a fourth year student. India. I am. Yeah. And you're studying law. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, uh, I'm sure you've listened to all our podcasts previously and you've heard how well, we talked about where we were um, during lockdown. Me personally, I was, I think my last day in the office was um, I got the train in, everybody was coughing and sneezing. I was reading the BBC News frantically and refreshing the app. I think I got in the office and I said to my boss, I am I'm not coming in tomorrow. I'm going to work at home. <laughs> and then two days later, then the, the, the announcement came out. Um, so just out of interest, can you, you know, can you remember where you were when you heard you were in lockdown? Um, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, I actually just remember getting a message in um, from one of my friends and to a group chat, I think. That was just like the universities going to lockdown. And at this point, this just sounded like like crazy. Like I had not heard anything really about it. Um, I this just sounded like I don't impossible. Say, and um, then more and more people started talking about it, and there became more information about, say, other universities that were shutting down, going online, um, came to light, and then. I think my flatmate and I were just in the flat waiting for the email from the principal or from anyone to say that this was happening. And I remember it coming through and it was kind of just quite a like terrifying moment where this all became quite real. Um, Like the university was shutting down, everything was online. And I remember, I think there was like the day after there was just, like no one had any idea what was going on because the university were having to try and figure out how they were going to do all of this. Um, They were going to have to try and figure out how the exams were going to happen. So I definitely remember a day of just like me and my flatmate had no idea what was going to happen. Um, That sounds stressful. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, (laughs) But I must say... um, I'm not sure about any, I'm sure most of the schools at the university, but the law school were fantastic in kind of keeping in touch and getting the information to us as quickly as possible about exactly what was going to happen, exactly who like we could contact if we needed any like help or advice. And well, for me, after that, everything was actually, I was pretty happy in terms of the way they handled it. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's good. And, and see, like, um, and see, prior to, like you said there, you know, the move online and um, trying to figure things out. So um, before, for your course material, and, and I'm guessing you had, you know, so you're a, I'm going to say physical campus student. So you come on campus and do mm-hmm. lectures and seminars. Um, I'm guessing you have course, do you have course material published online? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, with the law school, they give us a lot of information. We'll have like a handout for the semester and we'll have all the information of what we're going to like discuss and learn about in class and the readings we have to complete and mm-hmm. um the information is all sort of there um and then we'll go to our seminars and we'll discuss and learn more there um yeah and see and see for so that's all is that all digital or like i'm gonna ask a silly question here because it's something that i didn't think about till last week um do you get paper copies of things like photocopies and stuff or physical no, books this actually is all digital well the handouts all are um the law books tend to struggle to be digital in some in, in some cases but um mm. 
they tried to make as much as possible like available online um some of the books you can't get unless it's the physical copy from the library but um no we tend to not print out any of our um handouts or anything i've i've been in the law library before and it is the books are mentally big yeah <laughs> it's like wow yeah they're uh, they're quite a lot i think they try to not i think it's just the sheer effort it would be to try and make that available online they just like to leave it in the library and it's just easy enough to access for your three hours and so it sounds it sounds like a lot of your course then is digitized and um which is which is nice to hear um but and it sounds like you know from from here in the day from getting the principal's email you know like the terror confusion trying to figure it out um so did you have to stay in edinburgh out of curiosity did you have to move back home or was there anything else or were you just like that's it we're stuck in the flat we can't go out or you know what Um, else is going on yeah i we i had the chat with my flatmate and he uh was going to go home to glasgow and my home is also in glasgow but um i actually chose to stay in edinburgh just because it was exam time and I wanted to stay in Edinburgh and just focus on that until exam period was over. Um, so we ended our flat lease and I moved in with a friend um, whose flatmates had left um, to go home. And then my flatmate went home and I stayed with her until my exams were over. Um, and then my flatmate decided he... Um, wanted to come back to Edinburgh for summer to job hunt and we managed to get a sort of summer flat for I think three or four months um mm-hmm. so yeah I stayed in Edinburgh the whole time it was really nice I really love Edinburgh so that was that worked well for me even if it was in the flat most of the time um, <laughs> <laughs> but it must be uh, you know Edinburgh as I said previously you know uh, first time in in Edinburgh in five and a half months was on Friday night there and I got the four o'clock train into Waverley, and Edinburgh Waverley uh, peak time um, is is manic, absolutely manic. Um, uh, and I walked through the train station, and there was no, not a soul. Um, and it was very eerie in a way. Walking through, walked up the uh, the Royal Mile. Usually this time of year, it's you know it's the end of the festival, um, but it's still very very busy. Um, uh, it has a buzz, but it's the first time I've ever been in Edinburgh, you know, during the daytime where it just felt quiet. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, okay. So, um, Miles, so can I ask about something? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so India, that when it first kicked off, like what was the timeline from that moment to say your exams? So, you mentioned sticking around for the exams. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the length of time when it all started kicking off and until the exams? I think, um, I believe it was maybe like a month and a half. Um, so okay, I think it was okay. mid-March. Um, it was all sort of announced. And I remember having uh, two weeks. I knew one of my exams was um, a written exam. And I had two essay submissions. And I do remember just having two weeks of not really knowing what to do because my essay titles hadn't been released and I didn't really know what was going on with my exam. 
So I do remember having two weeks of just really not knowing what to do myself. Uh, and then come April, it was my essays were released and we were told like my exam would be take home. And then I remember the month of April, uh, sort of just working and studying and that the lockdown actually, although like terrible for everyone, um, was quite handy in terms of studying because mm. there was absolutely nothing else to do. I was just in my flat, so studying actually was um, was quite easy in that sense. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we were just discussing that a bit earlier, uh, Miles and I, and a few others, is how it's changed our working practices and and you know teaching practices and studying practices and these sorts of things, and, and like how even after lockdown we're not 100 percent sure we're going to i mean it, it is a very productive time because you're right you have nothing else to do mm-hmm. like so you just z- sort of focus in on this one thing that you have control over yeah. and it actually works out kind of well for you in some level it, it's is a uh, when it first kicked off w- was there still t- teaching time to get through in this in the term or was it were, were you already into this kind of exam prep kind of stage of the of the term there was still uh, i think two weeks of class i think there was maybe one week where it was sort of frantic no one knew what was happening and they just canceled class completely okay and then they put our classes online using um collaborate which is the university system where you can interact with your professor while they go for a seminar um, so that was quite handy and that was sort of brought about relatively quickly in terms of the fact I hadn't actually used that before um, and so I had two lessons on there and then it was exam season and that's when everything sort of began and so that, that, that lead-in time of two weeks because I actually never thought about this what you just said there as well Michael is that kind of when is that exam period start and when does the teaching period actually end so two weeks you know um for us pivoting or flipping to that is or or you know providing these classes and then you're in that exam kind of period is um you know it's not very long at all it's not no and it was that whole period was very hectic and i'm sure india was it was for you as well it was really hectic on on this side as well trying to get everybody online just to complete the term just to say let's first focus on the teaching and uh, let's finish out the term and, and then having those broader discussions about what, what does the assessment look like in, in this kind of space uh, when it hasn't been, you know, the assessments haven't been designed to be online. That's not how they were designed. So transitioning them really quickly, I think maybe the essay in the, I don't know, maybe the essay works a little bit nicer uh, in that transition to the digital, but yeah. some of the other, yeah. you know, the exams and things like that are a little bit more of a struggle. Uh-huh. Did you find it was really that much of a, a transition, say, from doing like a, a paper-based essay or versus a, a digital? Um, or... The essay submissions were just totally the same. Um, I see. Okay. Uh, I think they gave us an uh, extension of a week, which was just in terms of the stress related to like everything going on, which was very nice. And um, they also, the law school were very accommodating in terms of, any like stress they made it very clear that if you say weren't going to make a deadline you could just like get in touch say like what was happening and just like how long you needed to submit that essay um so honestly I was very happy with the way they dealt with that because I know that the stress um to do with that also in terms of um getting resources like the books um Mm -hmm. the 
I remember getting in touch with one of my professors because there was a book that I really needed for an essay and um he I was like this is an online like do you have a copy could you like take a picture maybe and he was just like I'm actually so sorry the copies in my office and like he was just like told he was not allowed to return to his office mm-hmm. um and he was just like don't worry we're gonna take into account the fact that you've not been able to get the resources like this isn't your fault just try your best to find other places to look for the information Interesting. So really accommodating. Actually, that sounds yeah, yeah. F- f- fairly, yeah, fairly reasonable the whole way through. But that's it. And I think it's, you know, during these exceptional circumstances, it's good to hear that they have been accommodating because you said it's the, it's the it's not just the fact that you're studying as well. It's just, it's a major life event that's going on or that, you know, at that time was fluid. It was changing every day. You know, the information was, I think, I think you've, you touched her on just people were trying to figure it out on their feet mm-hmm. um and that that's very disruptive for for all parties but especially when you throw in you know your your work or your study and then it's your personal circumstances as well like um you know your the, the issues in your flats or you know um access to family like for myself it was oh my goodness me the kids are in the house <laughs> It's like, why are you here? And they're like, uh, you got to teach me now. And I'm like, I'm not a teacher. I am really not a teacher. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am generally shocked that anybody with kids got anything done at all in the last five and a half months. It's oh <laughs> uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, well, they're still alive. Yeah, that's that's good going. Um, so, so I guess uh, India, you now we're entering this. You know, your last year. I mean, clearly, this is probably not how you wanted to you know, encounter your last year. But uh, as we enter it, uh, this kind of new normal, we're talking about hybrid all the time. How do you, how are you feeling about the return? Um, knowing that, that, knowing that it's probably going to be online. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for university to begin again. I think most students would agree. I think just having nothing to do sort of for the past few months, um, especially those who have not been able to find jobs because that's also been like, difficult um over lockdown um I think everyone's just dying to get back to like work to focusing on something and to learn which is quite nice um the hybrid system I'm I'm actually quite excited to see how that's going to go um because I think even had this um pandemic not happened I think this is where we were heading anyway um, I think this was maybe uh, something that was going to happen in the future. Like they had to modernize learning and this just happens to be the time when this is happened. Um, yeah. can, can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think you touched on a really interesting point there. So about um, modernizing education and about that transition to hybrid. And, and so... Um, that move to to like a, a more online or that blend, the hybrid blend. Mm-hmm. So if we took you back to year one mm-hmm. and we said, here you go, we're going to have this hybrid model for you. It's not going to be your your typical, uh, what you're used to in the institution. How would you feel? Would you still be quite happy about this is the way it's going to work for four years? 
Or would you have any kind of reservations? Um, I think I'd be happy. I sort of, I like the idea of, well, the law school, we're being offered the opportunity to go into class if we'd like, but then also again, like being offered the opportunity to just listen in online. And um, I think that for me, that that's great. I like having that option. Um, I also, I love going into class. I think that's like something that's quite important to students um, going in and sort of interacting with everyone in person is really nice. Um, but also the sort of perks of being online is that maybe in instances where people can't go in, maybe the people aren't feeling great, not a hundred percent, they can also still be a part of the class and still like learn. Um, which is quite nice. And also safer, I guess, in this time when, you know, illness is rife. Um well, you can't you can't cough in public without the daggers, or you can't, yeah, where where people it's like the the face masks wearing of those, and people who don't wear them, and mm-hmm. and seeing people hand out street justice as they walk past somebody and they shout, "You should be wearing a mask," and you're like, "Oh my lord, what we really it, it, really come to that?" It does sort of seem like that is the lowest thing that one could do. I mean. That that is all anybody's asking <laughs> is is to put a mask on. I never I never quite got my head around the resistance to that. It's, it's bizarre. I, getting on the train, you have to wear a mask now, okay? And and when you book the train tickets, you can't. I, I don't know if you can physically still buy train tickets as in bits of paper, but I know that um, I have a smart card, so I could update the smart card for a ticket, and I did it on Friday. And before you can even access the timetable, it you know. Um, it's got real, so it's no. Um, uh, they they push the information that you have to tick boxes to say that you will wear a face mask, you'll understand about social distancing, all those kind of things. So they're very forward mm-hmm. about it, but there's still people who get on the train without face masks. Yeah, I mean, I think Scotland's it, it, it's been a little bit more reasonable than than many places. I think with that kind of stuff, there mm. people are a little bit more they, a little bit more logical, a little bit more order oriented, which is nice. Yeah, but. Uh, but Indy, real quick before before we sort of wind up or anything, is you're saying you've been told by the law school that more or less you'll be there'll be some access to the campus. They're just not 100 percent sure what or the classrooms or those sorts of things. Has that been communicated to you all? Um, yeah, we've been told they're sort of putting in the they're setting up the like old college and all the buildings so that they can be accessible with you know the social distancing. And that will be given the option to like go in and to not go in. I think they're hoping that some students in the class will choose to not go in, to choose to just take the online um, option. They've actually asked us personally what type of like what we would choose throughout the year. So if anyone who won't be in Edinburgh is just going to be completely sort of online, we've registered that and. They've also registered an option if if you're going to t- go into class. Um, so I think they have a good idea of how many students they will have to account for in the school and make everything safe for them. Interesting. Did you, in terms of your class sizes, what are we talking about? Like the average fourth year or third or fourth year kind of law school class? How many students were we talking like, about? Um, I'd say 15 generally, max. Um, Interesting. Seminars tend to be smaller. 
but I guess just depending on like the popularity of the class and if it's like the max numbers um but I think it's totally possible to sort of conduct a seminar with social distancing um but they're definitely having issues with the first and second year lectures where there's sort of over a hundred students in these lecture halls and they're just it's just not going to be possible at all yeah Interesting. So, but you, but by the time you get to third and fourth year, when your, your classes get a little bit smaller, there is the possibility that you could do a lot of that face to face. There's a possibility that you know almost an entire class could take place face to face. It just depends on who's coming on campus, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they'll have no issue with the seminars um, because they can just get big rooms and space everyone in. That should be okay. And. And do you use uh, like any of the kind of other spaces within with on the campus to you know to do your studies? So do you like George Square Library and the other libraries? You've, you've only mentioned the, the the law library and things like that. So do you use those spaces as well when you're on campus, or just come on campus, um, attend lecture seminars, and and, and go home? Or um, no, personally, I do. I love to sort of change it up. Um, like I like going to work in the business school they have a sort of study space which is quite casual which I enjoy and I like using the main library as well Um, but I have no idea how that's going to be dealt with in terms of social distancing um, or like access to those buildings if like I as a law student will even be able to access the business school as well Um, I have no idea that would be an interesting yeah, I think I think um, like you, you even touched on that point. It's these spaces are open door spaces. You're not like you're saying they're about business school. It's not just for business school um, students or staff. Um, it's open door. It's got a lovely cafe in it downstairs as well. But it's got some great spaces all over the building. Um, but it it is primarily obviously it's targeted for the business school. But it's an open door, so anybody can walk in and use that space. So I think you've touched on a good point there, saying you know because you're a law. Are you going to be restricted to law only facilities? Um, yeah, and I would think the answer to that would be probably yes in the first instance, because that's how we're doing it at the school level. Is that priority goes to the students from that from that school, you know? And so you only have so much space. It's a little bit easier for Maury House, the School of Education, because we're kind of in this ravine onto ourselves like nobody's down there but us so nobody wanders down to maury house who's not a maury house student if you know what i mean Mm. but old college and and george square those areas are just thoroughfares like people come and go all the time i was going to say and i know old college has had the renovation recently and it's got the nice um study space some lovely rooms in there yeah yeah yeah. but it's like you say it's it's the amount of people that are there um, and because, um, so in Scotland, there's still the two meter social distancing rule. I know it's been relaxed in other places, but, um, in Scotland, it's still two meters. So, and I know the university just has to, um, base everything off two meters. And um, I think they were hoping it would be 1.5, but that's not changed. So, um, lots of hazard tape, lots of arrows now on the ground. Um, we even see it in, in dropping my kids off. There's, Arrows and hazard tape. The only time I ever used hazard tape was Halloween to put on my front door to make it look like a zombie apocalypse. And now, and now it's everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. It's just the new normal. Uh, yeah, it's every- going to be part of the ornamentation of the campus, of this beautiful 400-year-old campus. You're going to just see hazard tape everywhere. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, my, my kids would be like, is there a zombie apocalypse happening? I'm like, no. Yeah. What do I need to know here? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to walk this way or that way. So it just... Uh, 
So India, just had a question. So you're fourth year. So you've been on campus for the last three years and you're entering your fourth year. So you're very familiar with the the ethos of it and the culture of it and the university and all. You've socialized and made friends and all these different things. But if you were like a if you were starting as a first year student now, I know Miles asked that question a little bit earlier, but how would you be feeling now if you were, okay, this was the beginning of your university experience? Yeah, this is actually interesting. I've spoken to a lot of my friends about this. Um, that I think had this been my first year, I probably would have taken a gap year. Um, hmm. This seems, I mean, I have no idea how Freshers Week's going to work for all the first years. Um, uh, but the, I think in terms of making friends and socializing, it's just going to be a lot more difficult. Um, I know in some universities there is a complete ban on any parties or sort of um, in like any flat parties happening could result in um, being told to leave the university uh, which is quite a drastic measure but I guess necessary in terms of containing the virus but um, for me that I just think back on my first year and the amount of fun I had sort of interacting, meeting new people, going to these events. And it kind of, it just makes me a bit sad that these students aren't going to be able to experience that. Yeah. It's going to be a bit more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of, and they've, and they've been on lockdown. These are, these are formerly secondary school students who finished lockdown, finished school on lockdown. And now they're entering their university existence in lockdown mm-hmm. or, or, you know, with, with social distance measures put in place. And it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough beat for them, for that one particular group, I think. And yeah, it must be challenging. I think, so. I think, yeah, I think legally as well. That I think the uh, Scottish government passed regulations um, last week. We say where they they could now break up um, flat parties and house parties because of the risk of infection. So yeah, you're right. It's it's yeah, it's a massive impact. Well, you have a, a million, essentially a million students starting roughly all at the same time and, and gravitating from the far corners of the world and just and, and all into one place. Mm. I mean, just from a medical standpoint, it must be a nightmare. And, uh, you know, just worrying about how this is going to spread, how this is going to work. And even at the university, you know, in a normal year, in a good year, you have little mini outbreaks of the flu and these these sorts of things that would happen naturally anyways. Um and just to think about it on scale and then with COVID behind it, so it's a real challenge for sure. Yeah. And I, th- I think, you know, they're probably looking at how opening the borders up and travel and how that affected things. Um, but now I think, you know, that was staged and they can monitor things. And now all the universities start really at the same time. So yeah. they can't really see, well, they can kind of maybe predict it, but it's, it's a bit of a, a mass unknown because you are hoping that people are going to be, kind of in a way responsible but it's you know people want to i think we're at that, that, that maybe that tipping point as well where people are getting a bit you know covid weary um and yeah there's other things so. affecting them so but i think uh india is right and i'm glad you said it india, that, that you know you look forward to the year with some there's some enthusiasm some optimism there and that you know to see your friends and to, to to get back to something to get back to some structure yeah uh, will we'll be very welcome yeah and uh, I think Miles, how's that? Does that reflect how you sort of view the next, the upcoming year here? Oh, uh, you, as in your role as a service manager? Yeah, which you know what? we we've been so busy over the last five months trying to get make sure that everything's in place, and it changes every other day because you don't know what you have to do because regulations change. Um, and for us, we are just trying to to now make sure that we can take the load for everything going digital. Like I think 
like uh, the, the point India raised about, you know, the two weeks of teaching using Collaborate and things like that and, and applications that she hadn't previously used prior. So, and now it's like, well, that's changed and we're expecting a bigger load up front at the start of term for all these kind of online tools. So it'll be, yeah, we're just um, trying to make sure we can take the load and but looking ahead to see what tools we have and can we better use them or we've got gaps and things like that as well. So, um, yeah, it's busy, busy. It's good. Yeah, interesting times. Yeah, like, uh, and from an academic sort of view, I, I sort of see that it's possible that a lot of this pain and <laughs> that we've gone through over the last five months, I think something good can come out of it. I think India, we're sort of mentioning that, you know, if we if we had this all the time, you know, you had this hybrid kind of model in place, maybe that becomes the default kind of way to teach, to approach teaching going forward. Um, I mean, certainly concerned about comings and goings and closings and openings of the campus, which I think is probably going to occur. Mm. Um, but we're, we remain optimistic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think it's be, it'll be interesting. Next it'll be interesting. interesting. So I think it's a good place to wind up. It's usually right around, you know, 30 to 35 minutes that we try to do this. We're a little bit over. So I, I think it's a, it was a good conversation. That's why. So I think it's a, it's a good chance to, to stop here. And, uh, uh, and thank you, India, for taking the time to speak with us. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a great conversation. All right. So I think we'll close down M&M podcast episode number 19. Again, I'm Michael Gallagher. I'm Miles Bliani. I'm, I'm India Somerset. And thanks so much, India, again. Everybody have a great day. Mm-hmm.